All right, we're here with former district attorney, assistant district attorney, Lauren Byrne. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Lauren, first of all, you were out here at a rally. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. That's, that's I, I don't want to say a rally against Kimog, but a rally for the people. For change. For change. Um, you used to work for Kimog, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, tell us who Kimog is. Kimog is the elected district attorney of Harris County, Texas. Um, she was first elected, I believe she came in in 2017. Yeah. And she won a second term that expires uh, in 2025. So there will be an election. How long did you work for her? I was. I started in the office in 2007. Kim came in in 2017, and I worked there until May 2020. I left during the pandemic. Why did you leave? Uh, there are many reasons why I left, but you know, a lot of people that work there, you just kind of keep your head down and you try and do the work and think that you're doing the right thing, even though when you see how the office is being run and the morale and, and, and all of that. But when you when you get confronted and you have to directly look at something that you know is a lie, when you know the right thing's not happening and you're directly involved in it, you have to take a stand. And I made the decision that I could no longer work there uh, with the principles that I have and what I think the right thing to do is. That's incompatible with Kim Ogg's principles and how she runs her office. Now, you made a very important statement when you spoke, and it really touched me when you said that some of the things that she did could have not only a material impact and first a financial impact on, on people who she knowingly uh, forces or forces a prosecution mm-hmm. of. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, it's Whether it's intentional knowing that she's you know pursuing somebody for some sort of reason, or, um, or it's just that because she's run experience out of the office and doesn't properly train and doesn't properly use her resources, the longer that a case lasts, the more effect it has on everybody involved. If you're accused of a crime and you can't post bond, you're going to be in jail until your case resolves. So the longer it takes to resolve your case, when you have a new prosecutor every single setting because they can't keep prosecutors, when you have people that are scared to make decisions and so they're not going to dismiss your case until push comes to shove and they have to set it for trial, um, that case lingers. Um, If you're on bond, it doesn't make it easy to get a job. If you're charged with something that should have never even been charged or maybe it was a misdemeanor that was overcharged into some like an aggravated assault or something like that and you're on bond for a year, two years, how easy do you think it is to get a job when employers are asking that it's not? And it affects people's livelihoods. And what if you're the victim of one of those cases? And every time you go to court or you, your case goes to court, there's a new prosecutor who doesn't know anything about the case. And um, you just don't know if it's going to be truly handled and given the attention that it needs because she can't keep staff to see a case through. No. I want to, to close, I want to make an important assessment of something that you said. Sure. You said too often it was easier to take a case to prosecution than to dismiss a case, Absolutely. even if that's what you believe was the right thing to do. Yes. Expand on that to close. 
mom, when she first started, talked all about in meetings with prosecutors and her chief prosecutors about how they were going to have discretion and they were actually going to be able to exercise their judgment, unlike prior administrations in her opinion. The moment there was a news article or something reported where somebody called and complained about a disposition of a case, regardless of whether it was the right thing or not, she had a knee-jerk reaction because what matters more to her is her public perception and what people think of her in the office than what actually happens. And so she started making it harder and harder for me as a prosecutor to make the decision of what I know is the right thing. Now I have to run it by this person. And then this person needs to go run it by this person. Um, to the point where a significant number of cases have to go to Kim Ong for personal approval, which it's impossible to even get a meeting with her. She's the elected district attorney. She's out and about and, you know, out of town, out doing things, you know. It's, you have to trust the people that you hire, that you put in these positions. If they are scared to make decisions, then bad things can happen. If it's easier for you to just reset a case because you can't get your boss to agree to dismiss a case because they're scared of what it's going to look like if you dismiss too many cases, then the right thing doesn't happen. Um, not to mention, they make them jump through. So I'm not saying you shouldn't have good reasons to dismiss a case. Okay, don't get me wrong. You shouldn't just be doing it for no reason at all. But when you have to jump through so many needless tasks to get the right outcome, you're going to say, you know what? I don't have time to do this. I need to focus on this trial case. Just set that for trial. It's easier to set it for trial, and that way you can say, sorry, the judge called us to trial, and we didn't have what we needed, and so now we can dismiss versus dismissing it early on when you know it needs to go. Lauren Byrne, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.